I'm Meg Dahl, your unbreakable host. Welcome to the show. Hello, my little loves, and welcome back to a brand new episode of the Unbreakable You podcast. I am so excited to welcome today's guest onto the show and have you listen to her and learn from her. She is amazing. Her name is Sarah Menlove, and she is also a health coach specializing in self-love body acceptance, and compassion, and she has also overcome hypothalamic amenorrhea, which you all know I have a lot of experience with personally as well. I'm actually approaching my one-year anniversary of getting my period back, so super excited to celebrate that in August, but for now... We are going to be chatting with Sarah and learning from her today. So Sarah is going to really open up our eyes to mental, emotional, and spiritual practices that helped her surrender all of the fear that she was holding on to for so many years and really embrace body acceptance. We also talk about shame, shame around our bodies, but also our health journey. Sarah opens up about how our health journeys really aren't linear, right? I want you to picture a straight line right now. Our health journeys aren't like that. And Sarah's really open and honest about that, which I so appreciate because It really is hard to talk about the ups and downs of our health journeys, but she does a beautiful job with that in today's episode, and I'm so excited for you to hear from her. But before we dive in, I first want to just do a few little housekeeping notes here. So now that we are approaching a new month, Can't believe it's June 1st on Monday. So we're in the last week of May, which means come June, I'll have a brand new class schedule listed on my website. So if you're interested in learning more about natural health care and essential oils, stay tuned or just go to magdahl.com slash classroom. And that's where I have my whole schedule for my online classes. And just because of what's happening in the world right now, all of the uncertainty, my essential oils classes really are going to stay online. And so I'm really excited that I can continue teaching classes online for you all and just connect with you Um, continue to connect with you in this online space. I'm so grateful that my business is online and allows me to connect with 
all of you, no matter where you're located. So I just wanted to let you know about that. And I hope you're all having a great start to this summer season. I know it's not summer yet, but definitely feels like that here. And I'm definitely feeling that Gemini energy that is upon us right now. (laughs) So I'm loving it. I hope you guys are too. Now let's get over to this episode with Sarah Menlove. Hey Sarah, welcome to the show. I'm so excited to have you on with me today. Yeah. Thanks for having me. So excited to be here. Of course. So before you and I hit record for this episode, I was just saying to you that I know we have very similar audiences, which will make this conversation today so much fun because that means that you and I generally talk about very similar things and women come to us for very similar issues and a lot of that has to do with amenorrhea, missing periods and kind of healing your relationship with food, that sort of thing. So why don't you, before we get into all of that stuff, why don't you introduce yourself to everyone so they can get to know you if they're meeting you for the first time today. Yeah, cool. So I'm Sarah, obviously. I'm from New Zealand. Uh, so that's where, where my accent's from. And I now am a holistic health coach specializing in body image, intuitive eating, um, and HA recovery. And I suppose a little bit of my backstory and my journey is I was the personal trainer for a number of years, about seven years working in gyms and helping people change their bodies while also attempting to change my own body and also competing quite high level in triathlon. So I was represented New Zealand at three age group world champs and I was training 20 hours a week on top of doing my personal training with my clients as well. And I thought that everything I was doing was super healthy. You know, I was like following all the health fads and making sure that I ate super well. And you know, I was doing a lot of exercise, but like many of your listeners, and I'm sure you can relate to Meg, um, yeah, that led me to lose my period for about four years, get a stress fracture and be told that I'd probably never compete to the level that I wanted to in the sport that I loved again. And that really threw me, I didn't know what I was going to do, who I was. Um, yeah, so went from training 20 hours a week to basically doing no exercise apart from the odd walk and, um, yeah, and just really seeing my body change through that time was a huge learning curve for me and what led me to to find coaching, thankfully, and learn everything that I have to, to be where I am today. Yeah, yeah. So what I really want to make sure we dive into a little bit more is like what you had to do for amenorrhea recovery to get your period back because you were so involved with like exercise and fitness right so when I was going through my own journey for me it was more so like the I just really needed to eat a lot more food and move into a bigger body than I had ever been in. For me, it wasn't so much about the exercise thing. I was very like, 
I, I was never an athlete, you know what I mean? So it wasn't a huge thing for me, whereas a lot of women do have um, that experience similar to you where they're very heavily involved in physical activity and sports and maybe they are like an athlete like you. So tell me a little bit more about how that transition was for you because I've heard some women say that for them that was even harder than the food aspect for them. Yeah, I would say that was definitely the case for me. Um, eating more kind of like, yeah, that that happened, but it was the letting go of exercise, which I didn't do for a long time, which was the hardest part for me. And that was a little bit wrapped up around um, managing my body as well, like knowing that I was eating more and feeling worried about my body changing, so feeling like I wanted to keep exercising, but... More than that, it was also just my identity being so wrapped up in being an athlete or being like someone who was fit to not do that felt really, really foreign. And like this wasn't just the five or six years of competitive triathlon. This was from age kind of 11, well, sporting from age six, seven, but swimming competitively from age 12, kind of like getting up at, 5 15 in the morning and swim training all the way through high school as well so uh, there was a huge part of me that felt like I was losing a part of myself when I couldn't do that no kidding so for our listeners who feel very similar like what were some of the steps that you took to start number one like letting go of that identity that you were holding on to and then also just like being okay with like kind of like letting go of that obsession too of constantly having to do something right yeah well like I never like to say there's a right or a wrong way to to go about this I probably went about it um the slower way in terms of recovery and that I allowed myself to ease out of exercise so when I had a stress fracture obviously that was a big wake up call from my body and I couldn't run and I couldn't bike at that time anyway. So I was kind of left with swimming. So I still did a bit of swimming and um, yeah. And then I actually started to, once I recovered from that, I still went back and did a bit of running and things. And I probably played with that for eight months or so, like doing bits of movement here or there, because for me that was still a huge reduction in what I had done. And so, like, when I'm working with someone, there's kind of a, where can I meet you right now? Like, does it feel realistic for you to maybe exercise three days a week right now instead of seven? Mm -hmm. Or for some people, it might be just have one rest day. And that is kind of where I where I was at. It was like, okay, if I take one whole day off exercise, like, that was a big deal for me. Um, and I understand that long-term just completely cutting out exercise for a short period of time is the fastest way to recover your period. But it also takes a lot of um, mental and emotional kind of strength to be able to do that. And if that's causing so much more stress mentally and emotionally, and you don't have someone to help support you through that, then like I, at the time, didn't really have any support. I was kind of like, well, where do I go with this? So 
that was my initial journey. And then when I started working with my own coach, you know, that's when I started actually really working through that addiction, you would say, or like mm-hmm. unpacking and, and peeling back my identity and, and really looking at why it was that I felt that I had to be this person, what I was kind of wanting to prove or receive in return, external validation, acceptance, um, feeling, you know, like people celebrated me for my external results and my body and my sporting achievements and really finding my own sense of self-worth and and acceptance for myself that didn't require that. And that was like family stuff and the sort of like rules that you take on, the beliefs that you take on that are kind of not explicitly said to you, but like, you know, fitness and being fit and healthy and being involved in sport was something that was really important in my family and in my friendship circles. So it was unpacking all of that involved. So that's kind of a long answer. but <laughs> Oh, I love long answers. So never hold back on my podcast. <laughs> Were there any like huge, I mean, you just shared a lot with us about unpacking all, like it takes a lot of work to really let go of an identity that we've been holding on to for so long. But were there any like really big aha moments for you that I know in my journey, I was like, holy shit like I didn't even know I believed that about myself you know what I mean um were there did you have any moments like that uh I had I had so many moments like that it's quite like I have to go back into the memory bank a little bit and and still do because it's now been a couple of years but um what were some of the biggest ones definitely like the acceptance of like feeling accepted by other people that was a big one um because that is it's all of these things that aren't true but that feel real to you like of course my family loved me no less you know when my body changed or when I wasn't exercising my friends still loved me and wanted to be my friend but we had this story running and I had this story running that yeah I would be less Mm-hmm. Um, so it was kind of like just being really honest and being really uncomfortable with that stuff coming up and, and like seeing it and being like, oh, I'm, I'm placing my value on doing these things mm-hmm. and, you know, thinking that my way to, to achieve love, my way to feel like I belong and that I'm accepted is through this external suit. Mm-hmm. Um, which yeah it's like it's kind of a light bulb moment yeah and I just kind of want to make sure our listeners know that it's like you go through like you and I would have gone through so many years of our lives like holding on to these beliefs and then not even knowing it but then when you bring that awareness to it it's like oh my gosh like yeah this is actually what I believe about myself or about my life or whatever. So once you brought awareness to like what you shared with us about like getting that approval and that's like the way that you got love from people, you know, the way your body looked or all of your achievements, that sort of thing. Once you brought awareness to that, what did you do? What did you personally do to, like, what was, like, step two after bringing awareness to that? Yeah. Um, 
yeah, firstly, I guess, yeah, this the subconscious nature of of this stuff that's really important to touch on because most of our life is run by these subconscious programs and beliefs that we hold. And so once, yeah, once I had that awareness, like there's that initial period of kind of discomfort and like it's it's hard to explain because it's it's like a shedding. So you're like in this place of like inner turmoil around something that you've just realized about yourself before you can kind of come out the other side of that and so there was probably just a fair bit of like letting myself actually feel my emotions around that Mm -hmm. and things that I hadn't let myself feel before being okay with you know talking about them feeling them letting them come to the surface when they were there rather than shoving them down or going for a run so I didn't have to think about it Um, and so that was part of the process and then there was the well, how do I start to kind of reconnect with myself that's not about these things? Like, what is it about me that my friends actually love? Reconnecting to those inner parts of ourselves that have nothing to do with our external performance, body, um, money, money we make, you know, right? Like things that we achieve or that we think we need to do for other people and coming back to that inner quality that we have within us regardless of what our external circumstances are so that might be things like um like I'm a good listener I'm a loyal friend I'm someone who can go through challenging things and come out the other side I'm open-minded I'm caring I'm you know all of these inner qualities that we that we hold in the yeah, are a much more stable place to, to find our identity and find our value and find our worth right. because they're always with us. Yeah, it? so it was basically like you bringing a lot of awareness to those beliefs that you were holding on to and then starting to rewrite what you believed about yourself, right? Yeah. 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 And, and with that, I guess because with doing like as well now it's like having when I went through this I didn't have necessarily all of the tools that I do now from studying the coaching but I was working with my own coach so it was like having someone there to ask those questions of me that I wouldn't necessarily ask myself mm-hmm. which is now the great thing that we get to share but you know having someone to sort of help you rewrite that story through you know going back into your 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 past experience your childhood like where that really started and I think gratitude is awesome and like I share body appreciation a lot and I share um these like connect to your internal qualities and all those things are really powerful and are really great but if you haven't done the work to clear out like the root of where that started then it's kind of like a band-aid or like building your like rebuilding your foundation without first like making it really strong in the base it's kind of all of that stuff is still going to be there whether it's control perfection um yeah wherever that started like really going back to like oh when I was this age this is what happened and this is what I learned from that totally yeah like you totally have to actually go back to the roots of it all um I feel like that's why I don't know. I have, like, this weird thing with, like, positive affirmations. Like, 
I'm all about speaking positively to yourself and whatnot, but like that's not going to do anything for you if you're just kind of completely ignoring that negative record playing in your head. If you just ignore it and kind of override it with all of this positive dialogue, it's just, it's, it's like acting like a band-aid, like you said. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's that, um, you know, to go a bit deeper, like being with our light and our dark, like not just, not just trying to bring light, but actually accepting those or seeing those parts of ourselves that are uncomfortable, but are, you know, the, what we might consider dark or aside and letting ourselves shine that light there so that it can be transmuted, so it can be removed and, and healed. And that's really that, that deeper layer of healing rather than a just, oh, now I can look in the mirror and be accepting of my body, like which is great and I love when people can get to that place, but, yeah, all of the other patterns still potentially going to be there if we haven't done that clearing work yes yes so now that you brought up body image and that like there's no denying it um if you are without a period if you have disordered eating or an eating disorder and you embark on the courageous amazing journey of recovery it's likely that your body will shift in some way might be a noticeable change it might be just like a little change I don't know but there's probably going to be a change in the body and that change is sometimes what is like the biggest stressor for so many women going through recovery so how did that play out for you like what was that like because you said you used exercise for such a long time to kind of like control your body as well. And then you got to a point where you actually had to start like reducing your exercise too. Yeah. um, It was the hardest part alongside not exercising anymore. The hardest part of that journey for me was seeing my body change and, um, and not going back to those behaviors that I would have used in the past to try and manage that change because there's like um, some of your listeners might have experienced this you kind of like let your body change to a certain extent and then it's like okay that's enough now I better like you know do something about this so I can't tell you the amount of times that I had that thought that I was like I am fucking done I'm done with this like I just want to manage my food exercise more and get my body somewhat back to how it was so if anyone's having you know those thoughts along the journey it's not it's so much more about being able to have a different experience of those thoughts I I believe like for me it was noticing that I was having those thoughts but not changing my behavior at all because of them like just being like okay there's Mm -hmm. a part of me that wants to do this and and what is like the healthiest thing for me so um yeah I had a lot of self-judgment I had a lot of you know I had a whole I've seen your story on this um clearing out wardrobe like I had a whole wardrobe full of clothes none of them fit me for a period of time like I had sizes 
I'm not sure where you're at on numbers, but I had sizes basically four numbers in difference um, that I'd kind of started because I was constantly buying new clothes at one point, um, but I was keeping all the old ones. So there was just like all of my old triathlon training gear was still in there, um, all of my race suits and just, yeah, there's periods of time where I would just, you know, look in there and just end up in tears and not want to go out with friends and not want to go to friends' weddings or parties or things because they hadn't seen me in a while. And I was, yeah, I was really struggling with that. And that really is what brought me to not necessarily getting my period back, but <clears throat> but how I felt about my body was what led me to find a coach and do this work because it mm. was, you know, I actually did, I had my period back at the time when I started working with her, I was eating a lot more, but it was the fact that I just still every day was like hating the fact that my body had changed. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So for you, your period came back before you actually healed the relationship you had with your body. Yeah. 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 And I think that's, um, that can often be the way, like, you know, a, a physical, body can heal but that doesn't mean that we've necessarily done the mental and emotional healing work totally yeah so how did you start I know you said you started working with a coach but for you what were some of the biggest players and practices and factors that came into play when you started to heal that relationship with your body um, do you mean things that I, I did to help me with healing it? Is that, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. I, I think part of it for me talking about it was really healing. Okay. Like being able to say, this is how I've, I feel and have a space free from judgment, free from shame where someone wasn't saying, oh, you should be, you should be accepting of your body or like, oh, it's, it's not that, you know, there's nothing wrong with you or whatever. It was just being able to be in that space of like, okay, like real compassion for myself because because I was given that permission, I guess, from someone else to be able to have that where I didn't really feel comfortable talking about these things um, for a long time, which is why I love the fact that we're doing this podcast now and there's so much kind of, availability on social media and platforms where people can go and know that it's okay to talk about but at the time that I was in that experience I didn't I didn't really talk about it I didn't follow people on on social media I didn't join groups and things I was too I guess what we would call now triggered okay by those spaces Mm -hmm. to be around that conversation um yeah so talking about it and then being able to be with myself with compassion, with, with love, with like, you know, there's a part of me that is really hurting in this experience and that is okay. Not trying to necessarily change that right away and doing the things that I needed to do to take care of myself, like clear up my clothes, like make sure that I had things that fitted, that, that I felt really good in, like, being able to to go to spaces and do activities where I felt really comfortable that had nothing to do with with exercise because all of my friends and things had been around exercise so um I actually went traveling nine months and letting myself have have different experiences in my body without holding 
back even when it felt uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those are some great practices. And I really see like a theme of just being really consistent with things keep keep coming up um, for your journey. And I know that was the same for me. Um, it's just, you have to be so consistent with this. You know, there's going to be so many times where you're like that little voice inside wants you to start exercising again or start restricting again or start doing one of those unhealthy behaviors again. Not saying that all exercise is unhealthy. That's not what I'm saying. But, you know, um, any type of behavior that's going to like kind of pull you away from your end goal of being like totally healthy and recovered we're going to experience those little voices come up and try to like knock us off our path but it's so important to just like really deal with like like you were saying where those voices are really rooted in and getting to like why are they here in the first place like what beliefs are, am I holding around this? And then just like being super consistent with what you know you need to do. Yeah, and like whose story is that that you're holding on to? Like when you really go back and you look at where you learned it and, and consistently probably heard it over time, but like when you can understand that that's not your story, then you can slowly start to release it you know with compassion back to those people or that place that you learnt um, to relate to bodies in that way mm-hmm. and just knowing that it's a non-linear journey is something that my teachers you know passed on to me and something that I pass on to my clients is just being you know it's okay if there are days when you feel really accepting towards yourself and then days when you're just like you know, having one of those body days. And I think now that's far less for me, but definitely at the start of my journey, I was, I had this expectation that you do this work and then you're healed and then everything's going to be okay and you'll never have like stuff come up again. But like we've kind of talked about those, those thoughts and those feelings and the things that come up that are all there to help you heal another layer and it's just really like letting yourself be with that experience without judgment knowing that it's all part of your journey of healing and it looks different for everyone yeah but no no one would say that they were just like oh I spent you know a couple months doing this work and then became accepting of my body and that was that I never had another judgmental thought or, or I never felt like I wanted to change my body again um yeah right right totally so where are you on your journey right now? I know you said before we started recording today that it was a really interesting time of this recording because you are on your period and it sounds like it's your first period that you've had in a several months. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I used to have a lot of shame around talking about this because I, again, linear mindset would say like once you get your period back you have your period back and that's it um 
but knowing that also this is a non-linear journey i wanted to yeah i wanted to share a period celebration we do like period parties right so yeah. um i get so so excited when i get my period now because i feel so connected with myself and with my body in that process but um i came back from um, like nine months my thing but it wasn't it's around maybe it's around birthing something in my business not around anything else but um nine months travel and then I've been back for nine months and I hadn't had a period in that time since I came back from America and Central America in May last year and so that's been it's been really interesting for me to just kind of see what comes up mentally each month it goes by that I'm like what is going on with my body like I've done this work Mm -hmm. I've and at you know I eat whatever I feel like and a lot of the time now because I've kind of done that healing work a lot of the time it is that I'm eating relatively healthy because I just know that all food's available and I eat what I want when I want to um and also like have consciously decided not to start running again because I just felt like that was something that could become an addictive behavior for me and I've been really like enjoying yoga and walking and doing other activities so I'm kind of like what is going on with my body um and one thing I big thing I've learned over this time of Amy and Aria gain was just to have real compassion for myself like not try and force that process or make it something that it wasn't um treat myself with the care that I know that I needed, but also knowing the stress that we can put on ourselves in so many different areas of life. Like I had some relationship stuff show up for me. I got, I'd, I'd come back from travel and that's quite a transition that, that you go through when you've been away for a long time. I moved cities. I really dove into creating my business, making it more of what I wanted it to be and putting my focus onto that. So there was pressure and stress that I was putting on myself that I didn't even really realize was there. And over this last month, what I've been reflecting on is just letting go of control, (laughs) which is the big theme. I really feel like around HA recovery, most of the time that starts out with control of food and control of our bodies. But looking at the other areas of my life that I was holding on, that I wasn't wanting to let go and then seeing the physical, process of our body as a reflection of our body um, holding on and then the ability to surrender to release to let go to shed being actually that physical process that our body goes through mm-hmm. and um, yeah in the last month uh, at least few weeks I've felt so I suppose so much more at ease with just many areas of my life just kind of like surrendering that pressure that I was putting on myself and letting um, myself be supported, really reconnecting in a spiritual sense to like, I'm not, I don't have to do this alone and I'm not the only one in control of everything. I'm really in control of nothing at the end of the day Um, and letting that kind of, yeah, just happen and then that, the period was something that I was like, nice surprise. Um, yeah. 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 After nine months, you said, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I get so many messages from women and I, I feel 
for them. I really, I have so much compassion for them. I do. Um, but I received so many messages after like one month of missing their cycle. And there's just so still so much doubt in their bodies. I feel like it's like that they go in full on like judgment mode about their body and they're fearing their body again that like why isn't my period here and one thing that I always remind them is like you went such a long time without your period and just like you said like don't expect things to be just linear from the, like day one of getting your period back after having amenorrhea right like I don't know why we have these super super high expectations for our bodies you know what I mean like I remember when I got my period in August and I was just like holy shit like this is the best day ever I mean I went 12 years without it and so when I got mine back I remember I literally remember thinking like okay Meg like if you don't get it again next month like that's okay You know, I was just kind of like setting the stage for myself, like right there. And it's not like I was downplaying like the brilliance of my body, but I was just kind of like setting the reality, like the tone of like, here's the facts. Like you just had 12 years without a period. It's absolutely amazing that you got your period back now, but just like don't set such high expectations for yourself that you have to be regular now, right? Do you think that that's, um, <laughs> that might be something that plays into the personality of those of us who, <laughs> who end up missing our periods? Yeah. High, high expectations of ourselves. And, totally. Uh, and, and like perfectionism, right? It's like, you know, and that's what I just like want everyone to be super careful about is like now that you got your period back like we don't need to be obsessing about getting our period back every month like yeah yeah, ideally we want to be getting our period back every month but like let's not make this our new obsession right yeah yeah that's huge and I think um it's like have you taken your control from controlling food and controlling your body to controlling the process of getting your period back Mm -hmm. and like getting that perfect and getting that right even with intuitive eating you know that's something that I see show up as like wanting to be a perfect intuitive eater and I'm like man that is not the point of (laughs) intuitive eating I know it's like yeah, if, if sometimes you don't eat when you're hungry and then you eat a bit more later in the day, like that is honoring your body and that's the point. Yeah. And doing it without that judgment and without that rigidity and those rules that so many of us come to this place from, like having lived by rigidity and rules um, instead of more of, I guess, what we're going this like the flow, like the flow and the feminine kind of energy Mm -hmm. yeah honestly that's what I see all the time with like my clients and even when I'm chatting with women like you who have been through the journey it's like 
we all get our periods back when we just like completely let go, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's like, let go and let it flow. And it's literally going to come flowing for sure. Yeah. Wow. So what has been your biggest takeaway since I, I haven't had anyone on the show yet that has shared with me like, hey, I've been through a menorrhea recovery. I got my period back for a lengthy period of time. And then it went missing again for a longer period of time. And I know for you, you just said that a big thing for you was like, I was holding control in other areas of my life. You know, would you say that's kind of like your biggest takeaway? Um, Or do you have anything else that you could offer women that are experiencing something similar, like they've had their period and now they're experiencing a phase of their life where they don't have it again and they're kind of a little antsy or anxious about it, you know? What can you offer those women? I think the first step, like the first kind of question I asked myself was being really honest, like, am I in any way restricting? Am I in any way like falling back into some old habits when it comes to uh, movement and food and just letting that be an open you know conversation is there could I add a bit more fats into my diet or is there somewhere that I'm kind of like um I know that I I did go for a, a period of time where I just was quite consistently not eating when I was hungry so there was like and that wasn't around pretty confident that wasn't around controlling my body it was just like I was doing stuff you know what I mean but all of those things you know play a role in in stressing the body so being really honest if you're really fully nourishing your body and then if you can add a bit more relaxation in in terms of like just meditation or sitting with yourself breathing yoga Um, things like that because I find when I'm wound up in other areas of my life those are the practices that will calm me down reground me like you know switch on that parasympathetic nervous Mm -hmm. system and then the the last part of that which I think we've just talked about is just trusting in your body trusting in yourself and your higher power if you have one and just being able to like notice where you're clenching like where in your life are you tightening constricting controlling holding on to something that might not even be yours to hold on to whether it's like someone else's um worry that you've taken on or if it is your own how can you let go of some of that pressure whether it be get some some emotional support from friends family a mentor or a coach or a therapist or if it's um yeah just looking at those areas of your life where you might be um, not letting things just naturally flow and Mm -hmm. then you've just gotta like at the start of your your journey probably notice just surrendering to the process Mm -hmm. and trusting that your body will will heal. I also, I'm not sure if you do any energy work, but I also practice Reiki. So um, for those of you who, who don't know what that is, just 
like sending some love and some light into that area of your body and using like visualization and speaking to your womb space and this might sound a bit weird and woo woo but like energetically kind of starting to reconnect with your womb and sort of like telling your body like I'm here for you and I'm ready for you to to release whatever you're holding on to and sending some love and some light into into that space in your um, area around your lower amazing there's nothing too weird for this podcast (laughs) fyi so i'm glad you shared that with us but sarah i could keep chatting with you forever but we're gonna have to wrap up the show so i do have one more question that i ask all of my guests and that is what does it mean to you to be unbreakable Mm. oh that's good uh i i feel like it's the ability to break and rebuild over and over and over again. Like not to fear that breaking within us, whatever that is, but to know that that is how we grow and evolve and become more of who we truly are and step more into our, into our higher self and into our truth. So, I guess being unbreakable would be allowing yourself to to break, to break down, and to then rebuild from that place. I love it. So good. All right. So, my friend, where can people find you on social media? I know everyone's going to want to connect with you. Cool. Thanks so much. Um, yeah, hang out probably most on, on Instagram, on my Insta stories, um, post a lot about all of the sort of stuff we've talked about. You can also find me on my personal Facebook page, super easy to find, and I'll be more than happy to chat with you through either of those platforms. I'm sort of like open open inbox, love, love to communicate, and my website can link to in the show notes as well I guess which is where you can find more information on um, my programs and offerings and things that I have coming up we will definitely have all of that linked up for everyone in the show notes and thank you again so much for joining me today yay thank you so much for having me thank you to everyone who has listened 